0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm excited to be joined by the founder and executive director of Uncommon Sports Group, Drew Bowe, to talk through what things young people should be looking for in a home church. Drew, how are you?
1: Noah, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And Drew, church involvement and community are both heavily emphasized within our organization and our desire to is that young people in the sport industry would be connected to a local church body. And I'd love to hear from you to really start off this podcast, why community is so important, not just to our ministry, but to the Bible as well.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You you nailed it on the head of, you know, I think as, as we connect as a staff, one of the things we're continuously, say, like praying and emphasizing over those that we have the opportunity to come alongside is for them to get connected and plugged into a local body of Christ, a local body of believers. And, and I think where that stems from is, is obviously first and foremost of what we see in the word of God, what Mm -hmm. we see emphasized by Christ. And, you know, we see the church it's, it's referred to as, as Christ's bride. Mm -hmm. And to, to think of that, of, of how highly God calls his body of believers, the church, that's, what the church is is as a body of believers it's not Mm. a physical location but it is being connected into a community of brothers and sisters in christ and um you know again we just see throughout scripture that we are called to that we see it is god's design i think we see in in you know you look at the new testament in in so many of the letters um they're written to specific churches Mm -hmm. you know the the apostles when they went out they weren't just saying okay you know repent be baptized you know, here's the word of God, you're good. Mm. No, they would build churches. And that was the context in in which the believers and those coming into faith in Christ were able to grow was Mm. through the local church. And so obviously, um, it makes perfect sense for that to be what we strive
0: for as well. Mm. Absolutely, Drew. And I really love how you put that as well of just to focus on scripture and really leading in the way the Bible uh, tells us to lead. So a great focus. And, and I think the challenging part, right, is for a young person, you're busy, you're working in the sport industry, 70 to 80 hours a week on average. What is the first step that you would take as a young person seeking a home church? Step number one would
1: certainly be prayer and, and really coming before the Lord, needing him to lead into God. Actually, uh, John Piper had pointed out a, a beautiful prayer for anybody as they're starting to step into Uh, seeking a a church um, right from Psalm 25, just uh, Psalm 25 verses four and five here. It says, show me your ways, Lord, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And then down in verse nine. It says good and upright is verses eight and nine. Sorry, it says good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs Mm. sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches Mm. them his way. You know, it's God's heart for us to be connected into a, yeah. a church body, to have the privilege of, of being connected with brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. And, and so certainly, again, starting there of seeking him to lead you and to guide you. And, and, you know, I just think of how it's, you know, one relationship can make all the difference of, mm-hmm. of, of whether it's a, a person that ends up leading you to a church um, or, or making you aware of a church uh, that you're you may yeah. be called to. Um, or that person who is who's who at a church and in and, and them coming alongside mm-hmm. you, making you feel comfortable, um, getting you yeah. plugged in, connected to others. Um, and so again, I'd say starting with number one, pray. Uh, but yeah. that's certainly the second of of asking others of mm. um, you know obviously especially for a lot of our members um, moving to a completely new location and and perhaps having no mm-hmm. um, uh, not knowing many people there. Um, you know, I think one of our greatest privileges and one of the coolest things for us as a ministry as we've grown has been to be able to connect people mm-hmm. um, with somebody else in our community as they go to yeah. a new location. And, and that person, obviously, having been there, being able to then help them get connected, mm-hmm. helping them understand um, uh, what churches are in the area.
0: Yeah. So well said, Drew. And I think your, your second point of, you know, really asking others, and, and our network is so willing to do that. Um, I'd even say our staff is very willing to do that. I remember Kyla Richardson, one of our our members, is out in uh, at Penn State University, and Suzanne uh, obviously grew up in that area, and she helped him find a local church body, and it was just because Kyle reached out to the staff. So there is a lot of benefit to asking others, and I think that's a, a, great, a great step there. Absolutely. And Drew, a huge part of finding a local church is finding a community that teaches sound doctrine, uh, and, and, theologically speaking, you know, it might be tough for young people to know, but what are some of the vital teachings and beliefs that a good home church should have?
1: Yeah, it's a great question though. And, and obviously the, the theology is, is, uh, is incredibly important in mm-hmm. this, in this pursuit. And, you know, one thing, uh, I've been meditating on a lot over the just the last couple of months uh, is actually the Apostles Creed. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: The Apostles Creed, it was was made. It was created to kind of summarize some of the the early apostles Mm -hmm. core teachings of of what they um, how they would summarize the teachings of the Bible, and so it expresses a belief in God the Father, the Creator of heaven and earth, and and, and professes Jesus Christ and His life, death, and resurrection, and, mm. the, and the Holy Spirit um, coming to dwell within within believers and followers of Christ. And so I think going through that, making sure the statement of faith aligns there, and then ultimately of of you know above uh, above everything is mm. is alignment of the Word of God, and yeah. so. Um you know, looking at their statement of faith, ensuring that it does Mm -hmm. line with the word of God, that it is based on the word of God. It's coming from the word of God. Um, it's not a, you know, personal, uh, opinion or belief or, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, that they are ultimately teaching all of scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, uh, you know, I think ultimately as well, is it Christ exalting Yeah, and is that is their hope Mm -hmm. and, um, confidence in Jesus Christ and the price that he's paid, uh, and letting that to or having that lead everything.
0: Hmm. Drew, it's so well said, and I think to, your point about the statement of faith, you know obviously nowadays the internet is is where we go to research and and see you know what what a church or an organization is all about. And almost all churches do have that statement of faith, at least in my experience. And one thing I have learned, and even just a tip for the young people, is if a church doesn't have a statement of faith, that often can be maybe a starter red flag. Yeah. Um, obviously, it doesn't mean they are not sound theologically. You may want to ask some of the church leaders, but just something to really think about is uh, that statement of faith is valuable, and most churches do, do have that. Certainly. And Drew, on the flip side, I would love to hear, what are some theological red flags, things young people should be aware of that may be kind of a, whoa, maybe I shouldn't be in this community as they are looking for a home church?
1: Yeah, this is another great question, Noah. I think, um, you know, there's certainly, uh, there could be an endless list of, of, mm-hmm. of red flags. As, you know, I think just a few coming to mind. Um, you know, right now I think uh, one danger is is certainly a, you know, a, a, a prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, a, a church that's that's trying to teach, you know, come here, um, you know, be part of this and then everything will get, will become mm. better in your life or yeah. that this is the, some magic solution of, oh, you've got a bad marriage. Okay, come here. Mm. This will fix that. And, and yeah. yes, we know there's power in, um, in, in our relationship with Christ and, and that there are many blessings, uh, mm-hmm. on this side of eternity. But we also know that, uh, um, to follow Christ is to, is to take up our cross, that there's, uh, there is very little promise of, of any prosperity, mm-hmm. certainly on, on yeah. this side of heaven, Absolutely. and that in fact there is going to be suffering, there's going to be mm-hmm. trials, and, and those are things that uh, when we become Christians uh, do not disappear, mm-hmm. but we no longer yeah. have to walk through alone, uh, thankfully, um, as Christ, as we walk in a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. So I think, again, being aware of anything that's maybe an overly prosperity um, focus, I think topical teaching can sometimes uh, be a red flag.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think topical teaching in, in, versus expository. So topical meaning, um, you know, for example, uh, you know, three steps to overcoming anxiety mm. or yeah. uh, five steps to, to a better marriage mm. or, you know, and, and those being the types of sermons that are being preached. Again, I think those can certainly have their place in, yeah. in um, you know, in in taking a broad look at god's word and trying to apply it into certain topics but in general i think uh it it can be a lot safer in churches that are that are doing more expository and Mm -hmm. so they're going through books of the bible and they're simply unpacking what is Mm -hmm. the word of god saying here and and so and so it, it really it it prevents the it from turning into a you know pastor of you know well, I just want to be able to to talk about this and this versus no, just opening up God's word mm-hmm. and really diving in of what is yeah. God saying to us and 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 helping to mm-hmm. to unpack that is I think incredibly significant. Um, in addition to them teaching the entire mm-hmm. word of God, um, you know, not just going through yeah. and all right, we're gonna pull this verse and pull that verse and and obviously. Anytime time we do that, we mm. know it becomes really easy to start yeah. taking verses out of context and Absolutely. and actually missing what they um, what the the real intent uh, in the message um, or in the word actually is. And I think lastly, maybe would just be any church that perhaps pretends to have a I'd call. What I say is kind of a sort of a special sauce. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be really easy for. Mm churches, um, as they come up or, you know, new churches and things to, Mm -hmm. you know, well, we've, we've figured out this new thing that, that, that completely is, is way better than everybody else. And and they start to maybe emphasize a, a certain portion or a certain part of their, um, their church and think, um, that again, it's, it's more important, um, and that they've figured out something that, that no one else has figured out. And, and so, um, you know, again, really taking a look at is, has this been true throughout the history of the church versus yep. is this something, you know, that's maybe just a, a new fad or a thing that this church is mm-hmm. happening to overemphasize?
0: Yeah. Now, Drew, it's so well said. And, you know, I think a lot of these red flags are more common than we, than we, than we think. Mm. Um, and, and it's very important to be aware. Um, and, and I think too, your, your point on topical and expository is so, it's so true. And I think, topical teaching has become so common in many many churches again not necessarily a bad thing but i do think the expository has such a value in giving us a wider and broader understanding of god's word
1: yeah and i think no just um yeah like you said it topical like it to, i i get it it's so appealing mm-hmm. it's you know yeah. i as a as a person who's i'd say kind of a a type a of like Mm -hmm. i love being able to go and get three steps and and walk away of like okay i can implement this it's it's tangible it's you know practical and in and i can you know apply it in my daily life Mm. and again there we certainly have that in god's word of it it does provide us teaching it does provide us guidance Mm. but again above all else um as, as we're looking at a church specifically and the teaching is, is, is it Christ exalting? Am I coming away from that service focused on myself and, and mm. what I can do? Or am yeah. I coming away from that teaching and that message with a greater worship and awe mm. and wonder and reverence for God and Jesus and the price that he's paid for me above all else? So as, again, it can be so easy and so fine that line of, of, of switching from, uh, you know, Coming out of a, a service uh, mm. um, with our eyes uh, fixed on Him uh, versus our eyes fixed on ourselves and, and what yeah. we're going to do and how we're going to get better. Mm.
0: It's so good, yeah. And, and the church is meant to be Christ exalting, not self exalting. Mm. It's it's not a motivational speaking session. It's, it's yeah. you know obviously those have have their place, but that's not the purpose of the body. Exactly. Um, and Drew, obviously, it's okay to have these concerns of obviously theological things and other aspects of a church, but there isn't a, a thing that is, or a church that is perfect, right? You'll never find a community that is exactly what you, what you may be looking for. And so how should that mindset of, of realizing that even churches themselves are imperfect shape a young person's search for a good local body to get involved with?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really glad you followed up with this question, Noah, because I, I think, yeah, again, it it's, there is no perfect church, mm-hmm. like you said, and, and uh, if 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 it was perfect, as soon as you or I become a part of it, it's no longer perfect, yeah. as we know. It's it's yeah. um we are broken individuals, we're sinners, we fall short, we're going to continuously disappoint each other. Mm-hmm. Um it, relationships are messy. Anytime, you know, we get involved with people, we're and anytime we love people, we're mm-hmm. setting ourselves up to be disappointed, to um to to have our hearts broken in terms of um you know, it not being reciprocated or, um, and so just really going in with that understanding of there's going to be people in this church who, who I, I I think it's, I think it's Rick Warren has used the EGR of extra grace required. (laughs) I think we can all think of individuals where there's those types of people of, Mm. of individuals where for whatever reason they just seem to, to, uh, um, to provoke us a little bit more and and we have a harder time loving, but ultimately that, that in itself is part of the purpose of church Mm -hmm. is, you know, we're called to bear each other's burdens. We're called to come alongside each other, extending grace and mercy and replicating what we have received ourselves Mm -hmm. from Christ. And so again, um, you know, stepping into that and and having that understanding as Mm -hmm. well as I think, you know, going in with a, um, it's so easy to go into, you know, the, searching for a church especially mm-hmm. of okay well what's it what's in it for me how is this going to how is this church you know helping me how's it pouring into me how's it going to be good for my family how's it going to this and that and mm-hmm. and, and it becomes so self-focused yeah versus the church is something we're called to to commit ourselves mm-hmm. to to pour into that we're called to uh, to serve and to come mm. alongside and to bear yeah. the burdens of these brothers and sisters and yeah. to give sacrificially care for each mm-hmm. other sacrificially and all of those things. And so again, it's, it's having that mindset going in of, mm. of this, this church body and, and, and finding this home church is, is not yeah. about me. It's about being plugged in and, 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 um, and having that opportunity to live in community alongside brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter how messy it might be.
0: Mm. Drew is so true, and, and regardless of what community you're in, you know, obviously the church community is in Christ, you're going to face troubles of dealing with people, right? Mm. You mentioned the EGR, that, that is so true, mm. and I think we have to remember as well is, is the church is Christ's bride, mm. and I think when we approach it with that mindset, we're able to bear those burdens and bear those struggles um, more because we realize how valuable the church is and that Christ purchased it with his body and it's his bride. Amen. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it as well It's just a mindset shift around the church. Um, and Drew, obviously there's a wide range of church sizes. Always, something I've always looked for is trying to understand in myself, you know, am I a big church person? Am I a small church person? How do I really engage with the body better? Um, but how much does church size matter in the process of seeking a home church?
1: That's a great question. I think, you know, I think, uh, honestly, it, it it perhaps could come down to a personal preference mm. here. I think obviously there's pros and cons to each. And yeah. I think the only thing I would share on this, Noah, would be to to be careful not to judge. Of yeah. You know, I think I know for myself personally, it can be easy to, you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, you step into a large, you know, mm. mega church type, so to speak, and, and to have the immediate impression of, oh, they're... Um, yeah. they've got way too much money They're mm. you know, just focused on their own wealth and their, yeah. you know, when in reality of, yeah. you know, there's been large churches I've been to that are, um, incredible stewards of, mm. of, of, the resources God has entrusted to them and, yeah. and are doing incredible ministry and, and, um, you know, are, are as great of any church that mm. I've been to. I think on the, the opposite, it can be easy perhaps to maybe look at a smaller church and to, to think of it as being, uh. You know, inferior of oh, there's a reason mm. that this church is only this size, or yeah. there's a reason that this church hasn't grown. And mm. and um, you know, yeah. in fact, some of the the smaller churches that I've been to and been part of um, have had some of the most faithful, incredible mm. leadership uh, that I've been around. And and yeah. um, and the the lack of growth or size, for that matter, has had nothing to do with the um, the the quality of the mm. church in that regard. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think this one is is certainly an item where it comes down to, to to the prayer, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and would would caution individuals of of maybe going in with a you know fixed it must be this size mm-hmm. versus that size.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just having a really raw understanding of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You, you might be a you know obviously when you're, you're doing college searches, you're like, well, am I a big school person? Am I a small school person? Yeah. Can I actually study in a class of three hundred people? Yeah, you know that kind of mindset. It's similar in that way where you have to know yourself, you know, are you going to be able to get involved in a big church with the small groups, with the, the young adult ministry, whatever it is, or are you tempted to kind of hide hide in the shadows there? So just kind of knowing yourself I think is a big part of of that. But to your point, there, there's no right or wrong. Um, it, it's a matter of what's really best for you, mm. and in that case, no doubt. And you're kind of going in, into the direction of, of fellowship and community. It's one of the key things to look for in a church is a body that emphasizes getting rooted in that community and fellowship, and so I'd love to hear from you. Why is it important to be rooted in a church that encourages fellowship?
1: Well, I think this again goes back to you know what a church is. The church is the body of believers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the body of Christ. It is yeah. not a, a, a physical building, though that's where you know the the body most frequently ends up meeting. Yeah. Um, and so as I think about this, it's you know first I think the the dangers of isolation. Yeah. I think it's no secret that one of the enemy's greatest strategies is to try and isolate us Absolutely. as to, to try and convince us of, um, you know, Noah, that's only an issue you're dealing with or Noah, you're alone in this. Noah, you hmm. don't have people alongside you that care for you and, yeah. and to, and to isolate us, um, from each other. And, and so being mindful of that, of, of the dangers of isolation, uh, but obviously, as well, of you know, we see it throughout Scripture of of, of Christ calling us to relationship. We see mm. God Himself is a relational being—Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yeah. three in one—and mm. um, how we're made in His image. We're made yeah. for relationship. He, he says the greatest commandment, you know, is to to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And, and the greatest, or in, and the second is like it of of to love each other as yourself. Mm. And so we are again called to that. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, as a as an introverted homebody, this is an mm-hmm. item I'd love to look past. Of yeah. uh, I can I can be perfectly fine uh, by myself, um, yeah. you know. But realizing that that's that isn't what we're called to. We are called to mm. community. We are called to relationship. We're called to to bear each other's burdens. We're called mm. to rejoice with those who rejoice. To mourn Absolutely. with those who mourn. Um, mm you know Proverbs 27:17 of, of is iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and 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 so it's that context of community of fellowship in which we grow in which we have that opportunity to demonstrate grace and mercy and forgiveness mm. and and um yeah. and what it looks like to truly sacrificially love each other mm. and, and and care for each other uh and again going back to our earliest thing it it can be messy it can mm. be difficult and, yeah and it's, it's so much easier to just, uh, to just try and, and stay to ourselves and to go on our yeah. own. Um, but again, coming back to the recognition that we, you know, we are so prone to wander yeah. and, and it can be so easy to think of, you know, well, I can do this on my own. I can keep growing and, mm. and, and, and recognizing though that, um, we all need to be spurred on. We all need to be challenged. Yeah. We all need to be encouraged, and, yeah. and and we're called to do that for others as well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think of um, as I think back on on my journey in terms of growing in my relationship with Christ. Of you know, I know it's been said of of so much of Christianity mm. is is caught not taught. Yeah, and and that's been so true for me. Of of so many things about um, about God mm. uh, that have have been brought to life for me in the context of seeing it lived out and modeled in, in the lives of others and, mm. and and through their perspectives and yeah. and, and and through my experiences yeah, and, in relationship with them.
0: Yeah, and, and Drew, I, I love your point, too, because I think, you know, for me, obviously, moving to Minneapolis was mm. I, I, for the first time, did the church search thing, and, you know, one of the, the things that I felt I was struggling with the most was not actually going on Sunday. I mean, I loved it, right? It's a time where you're worshiping and, hearing a good message, and you're involved. But it was the other things of how do I actually find fellowship here? Mm. Do I take the time on a Tuesday to drive for small group or, or young adult ministry? You know, do I, do I actually prioritize those things? And that was the challenge, right? So we're all tempted to think I'm good on my own. I can handle this. I'm busy. I don't have time to, to really join a small group or whatever that may be at your church. But the reality is, to your point about the Trinity, is we're made in the image of God, and I love that God himself eternally was in relationship, mm-hmm. right, with the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, like you said. And we are designed for that same thing in the local body, right? And what a beautiful thing that is, right? I think we can often see it as a checkbox, like a to-do, or like, man, I got to go to small group tonight. But whoa, like, that's a blessing. That's mm-hmm. a gift that we are, are given as God says, hey, this is my body. This is my my people that I've purchased have fellowship with them, like mm. what a gift that is. So I think yeah. too, mindset is huge. We obviously live in the digital age now, and it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just join online or I'll just Facetime a few buddies, and that's my small group. Like, it's not the same thing, mm. right? And, and I think we have to be uh, very aware of that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I remember reading an article, and it, it was talking about you know kind of the individualistic approach we can often take to church, mm. and it was talking about you know if 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 you or I were to to you know, to skip church this coming Sunday, for example, uh, you know what we would most likely, or what most people end up saying, is, "Oh, well, you didn't get fed this past mm. weekend." You know, you didn't get to hear the teaching, you didn't get to do worship, you didn't, yeah. you know, um, you didn't hear the message, and it's it's all about you. When in reality, one of the biggest, uh, you know, um, uh, tragedies, so to speak, of, of 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 missing church is is more so of we're not having the opportunity to enter into community with those mm. brothers and sisters and, yeah. and the opportunities that we're called to come alongside them, to be yeah. able to encourage them. And and just, you know, I think in that is, is being aware of the brokenness that surrounds us. Mm. And even within the church of there's, again, we are not, um, we're still in life in here on earth and yeah. in this broken world. And so there is so much tragedy and brokenness and, and, um, all around us, and, and and so we're called to enter into that. We're called to mm. to be with the widow. We're called to be with the orphans. We're called to yeah. to be with those that are walking through a, a terrible diagnosis or um, rough relationships within their family and those types of things. We're called to enter into that mm. um, as a body of Christ for each other.
0: Absolutely, and in, it, it is a gift. Uh, it's such a blessing that the Lord has given us that mm. reality of fellowship. And Drew, last question. And this one may seem obvious, right? But why is it important to seek a church that preaches penalty of sin and the need for repentance regularly? Isn't this something most churches already do?
1: Yeah, no, I think this goes back to to an earlier question of you know is the is the teaching Christ exalting? And yeah. so again, it can be so easy to to build the church of um, upon. Uh, upon and you know speech that's flattering and, and persuasiveness and and mm. there's no shortage of incredible speakers yeah. uh, who can bring together a crowd and get people excited and 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 give them tangible steps to perhaps improving a situation in their lives and yeah. and again that can be so enticing and so appealing mm. to us but ultimately of recognizing you know the, as Christians our power is in the life, death and resurrection mm. of Jesus in the reality Amen. that we, are separated from him by our sin it is only by the price that Jesus paid that we come into relationship mm. that we have eternal life is, is through that. And so I think it's again going back to the keeping the main thing the yeah. main thing Absolutely. and um, and recognizing you know the the significance of continuously teaching mm. that and you know for not just obviously for individuals who maybe are visiting the church for the first time or who haven't actually heard the true gospel, but as well for us of, again, teaching this, preaching the same thing as we need that continuous yeah. reminder of what our hope and our confidence and our, our faith is built upon. You know, I think uh, I'm doing actually in, in my small group at church, we're going through the book of Galatians mm-hmm. and, and Galatians, it starts out with Paul just launching right into um, just these frustrations with the, the churches in Galatia at that time because they had strayed from Mm -hmm. the true gospel, there were some Judaizers that had came in and were saying, you know, it's, it's Christ plus circumcision, uh, Christ plus, um, uh, this or that needing to, to be accomplished before you can be saved. And so, um, and so he's coming in of, have you, have you forgotten the true gospel of, Mm. of, of where your true hope is? And it's in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, his price, him paying the price that you and I could not. Yeah.
0: Now Drew, I, I once heard a, a pastor as he was he was speaking, he says, "I have the easiest job in the world. I preach the same message every week mm. and, and I was like man that's that's so true right, right. And, and as the body, you know it's not meant to be a a speaker' show or like to to bring a new idea to the table it's It's not what it's about at all, and it's truly about that message of the gospel and so I love that you brought that well up. Said. And, um and no doubt is very important mm. Andrew, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast today, and we are grateful for your wisdom.
1: Mm, I appreciate it. No, I think uh, just one final thing I'd love to share, and it's yeah. actually uh, Johnny Shelton. He's the the team chaplain at the Baltimore Ravens right now, and he was actually the person who came alongside me when I was um, first entering into relationship with Christ in grad school, actually. And and a thing he's always said is is to never let you never let something keep you from church on sunday that wouldn't keep you from work or school mm. on monday and that's just yeah. always stuck with me if it can be so easy again in our lives there's no shortage of that's things true. going on of activity and, and busyness and it can be so tempting of you know church is that really necessary this week i've been studying the word on my own mm. all week or i've been you know having my own devo time but of again, if is is the mm. is what's going to keep me from church something that would keep me from work or class on Monday. And if it's not, it's probably I need to check, take a look at how I'm prioritizing and really viewing the significance of
0: church. Mm. So well said, Amen. Thanks, Drew. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we're on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at Uncommon SG. Dot org. That's sg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.